0: welcome to welcome to acnic commentary and today we where we use our perspective on talking about random episodes that we created in the home of anchor.fm
1: we are going to talk hello i'm hugh jones of hugh and simon official we are going to talk about haugland learning center lancaster hlc is a good school that helps kids teens and young adults with any mental disorders they might have such as autism anxiety and Asperger. burger one of the teachers is mrs sarah clark she loves the disney plus exclusive musical hamilton so much that she listens to the soundtrack in her 2010 ford focus all the dang time it's just me then there's miss kim she works for the Haugland Therapy Services to help the students who do their voice in us here. Then there is Mr. Cody Ballinger. Trust me, this guy has been to Knosha, Wisconsin for a Blake Shelton concert. I actually went there with him invisibly. Trust me, you guys. He's cooler than Bob Marley. Then there is Miss Jen, who is sweet, kind and very trusting. She has good manners and has a good life to live. But it must be a lot of work. The Haugland Learning Center beta-coronavirus pandemic started in 2004 and is still going on. And it will ever stop. But it doesn't get into your nostrils like the current coronavirus, proli ebola virus, and equivirus. Columbus started in 2004, Lancaster started in 2008, Sandusky in 2010. Albany in 2019 and Lebanon in 20 x 6 So, I see you get the gist of it. This whole school community is named after Norwegian doctor, Dr. Morten Haugland, who started teaching kids in the 90s. But in the early 2000s, he went to beloved Ohio to create a school named after him, Haugland Learning Center. The school he used to teach at got demolished in 2011 for obvious reasons and infamous amateur YouTubers, Bluebrier of E6, Agnic, Husk, 8Bit Olu, and Husk also so <clears throat> their scholarship here. You may not know them, but they actually go to the Haugland Learning Centre Lancaster Branch, which started in 2008 near the Gay Church, then in Sheridan, and currently in Garfield. Be sure to find it with Collab of Connection West. And that's Haugland Learning Centre, be sure to follow on. my podcast on Spotify to hear from new episodes. Good, Good night, night. I yes. guess. Um,
0: okay. Here goes. So, you guys know about some weird fast food products, right? You have Have you ever been in a situation where you had some fast food products that didn't really suit out to you? Well, I'm going to tell you these things... And you gotta tell me if you're a member of them. Like, like, you can say if you're a member of him, I won't be able to hear you. Now, here's the 23 bizarre fast food items from around the world. Number one, the cheeseburger stuffed crust. Yes, this is literally a cheeseburger acting as a crust for pizza, for Pizza Hut. Well, this is the first time I've ever seen this. According to this, According to Buzzfeed, it says was introduced in the Middle East in 2012 and later expanded in other places like the UK. Look, I love burgers as much as the next person, but Pizza Hut decided to go above and beyond adding 10 of them to their pizza crust. No one will be able to eat those things. Number 2. Burger King's Mac and Cheetos. I think I might have... I saw these things before, I, didn't, I wasn't sure what they are, you know the deal here. Fried mac and cheese that's coated in Cheetos dust. They initially came here with a set of ranch for your dunking desires. This menu item was added nationwide in 2016, left for a little, but then made a comeback in 2017. They even added a flaming hot coating as well. Number three, McDonald's Grocero Burger, which according to this, is basically a patty consisting of breadcrumb crust, which is stuffed with macaroni, shrimp, and white sauce. What's the white sauce? We're going to be talking about the same thing again. The top ten reasons why Blu-ray sucks and is worse than DVD It's good. Now, this is kind of a strange thing to say for somebody who surrounds some stuff with a bunch of things, but... I'm kind of tired of physical media, and what ruined it for me was the Blu-ray format. I blame Blu-ray. I'm going to tell you why. I don't know if it's the most timely topic since Blu-rays have been around for a while, but hey, complaining about old stuff its kind of what I do. Just to clarify, I still sometimes keep a bunch of DVDs in my room to make videos about and as I sit here in my shrine of nostalgic relics, but when it comes to watching stuff streaming wins convenience. My complaint with Blu-ray is that it came after DVD and should have been a whole lot better, but aside from better image quality and probably a whole checklist of technical advantages, it offered nothing new to impress me. In fact, a lot of things about it were worse than DVD. Yeah, Blu-ray, worse than DVD. How is that possible? Well, here's my top 10 reasons why Blu-ray is worse than DVD. Number 10, the menus. You remember when DVDs had awesome menus. This goes to show what can get done when somebody thinks, Hey, we have this new technology. We can make interactive menus. Let's get creative with it. In Wayne's world, it's like you're browsing a cable TV menu and you can click on random things that have nothing to do with the movie. Some DVDs, like House of a Thousand Corpses, would have a character from the movie talking to you. I oh, always remember the Spinal Tap DVD, where the band complains that the logo is too small.
1: Oh, that's great. I recognize it. Stop. No, it's getting too small. Just blow, blow it up.
0: But I haven't seen that many great menus on Blu-ray. Hardly any, in fact. I mean, it's real bad when you're able to compare the same movie and the DVD menu shows a thousand times more effort. The Blu-rays are either just a 10-second loop in the movie, or it's that same stock menu. Yeah, I can't even tell you how many times I popped in a Blu-ray and saw that Steam Sock menu that anyone with a computer can make. In fact, if I opened Adobe Encore right now, which is outdated itself, I could use one of those templates and make something better in 10 minutes. What happened to the art of menus? Number nine, bonus features. Remember when DVDs were loaded with extras like documentaries, trailers, TV promos, commentaries, deleted scenes, and bloopers? Short Blu-rays had them too, but not as often seems whenever a Blu-ray has a good amount of extras, the price is almost extra. Why has it got to be a special anniversary release with DVDs? It seemed the idea was to always include that much material as possible to help push the new format. But with Blu-rays, it was just the bare basics at the very least, a movie on Blu-ray should have all the same bonus features that were on a DVD version, even if they're only available in standard def, and that's no reason to leave them off entirely. I'm sure there's copyright reasons and contracts they didn't want to renew and stuff like that. And whenever I bought a Blu-ray, my intention was to always replace the DVD version, but instead I have to keep two versions sitting in my shelf because all the same stuff isn't on there. Number eight, oversized cases. They, they overcompensated for sure. The Blu-rays, it's always too little or too much. If you want that same, if you, if you want that special edition, if you want to be prepared. If you want that special edition, well, you better be prepared. I mean, it's then it's not going to fit on your shelf. I mean, what am I supposed to do with this? When I order this on Amazon, I had no idea it was going to take up so much space, so much for alphabetical order. I guess this is going somewhere else. Number seven, the disc holders. This is something I never thought needed to be, I ever thought. This is not something I ever thought needed to be discussed. The simple invention had existed since the beginning of compact discs, CDs, DVDs, they all had the same thing. It was a circle that holds the disc, you push the circle, and then it releases. Done. What's so hard about that? It was simple, it worked. But no, Blu-ray came along and said, hey, let's complicate this, let's make this a big pain in the gutter. So they came up with all kinds of new ways to reinvent the wheel, like sleeves. Well, that's great. Now I have to handle the disc in a way that doesn't smudge it with my fingers. sometimes the discs wall back in the shelves and get lost. And how about the ones that hang on the round pegs? Those don't work either. I'll I'll never forget the infamous Back to the Future trilogy set that actually had instructions. You need instructions to tell you how to, to, you how to remove a Blu-ray. And to this day- still can't figure it out Uh, you have to like bend to the disc it feels like they're about to break and there's these latches that seem like they're meant to hold it but it doesn't actually and time I've opened this thing the discs are loose that the person who invented this ever seen ever even seen a cd number six reconfiguring buttons I have a ps4 and a computer which I strictly use for watching movies but you mostly ps4 I have yet to find another blu-ray player with a better remote control than a ps4 the main thing i like about it is that it's bluetooth so i don't have to actually point the remote at the player the ps4 is the only dvd blu-ray player i know that's not the ps3 has a bluetooth remote i'm not saying no others exist i just can't find any and honestly, it's been a long time since I looked, but anyways, I love this remote, I love that, I have no problems using it in the dark, because I can always feel that round circle in the middle, anytime I need to press pause for play, push the middle for pause, and to push the left for fast forward, and the right, It that's very intuitive, and I love it, but, but then Blu-ray came along and messed it all up, and now for most Blu-rays, but not all of them, but for most of them, the middle circle does nothing, Now, if I want to pause, I have to press a dedicated pause button, and then I have to play it again, I have to press the play button. Not only is it two separate buttons now, but the stop button is in between, so when I'm in the dark feeling around, I have to be careful, extremely careful not to hit the stop button. If I do, it goes back to the PS4 menu, and then the whole menu disc starts over. It was already halfway through watching the movie, now I have to wait through all the trailers and commercials all over again, and start hunting for that spot in the movie I left off at the uh, off. And just because the hit stop, why did the buttons have to change? Number five, hardware updates. To play this BD, you must renew the encryption, which is a great abbreviation for Blu-ray Disc, by the way, you must renew the encryption key for form- What the heck is an encryption key? I need to unlock a movie that I bought, perform a Simpson software update to renew the encryption key. No, no, no thanks, just forget it. Wow, Wow. I don't think physical media is really physical when you have to connect to the internet. That's a death sentence to physical media right there. Number four, ownership by Sony. How do we get so cashable about the idea of one company owning an entire format? Stop and think. Nobody owned VHS. Anybody who made video content of any sort could release it on VHS without paying royalties to any one company. That's why VHS had more content than any other medium. DVD didn't even catch up when when you think of all the low-budget indie movies that were on VHS. All the 80s workout tapes and the instructional videos. There were more stuff on VHS than any other format, but... Each time a new format comes out, the amount of titles just shrinks and shrinks. And sure, there's new stuff coming out, but that obviously being on release on VHS. But the point here is that nobody exclusively owns VHS. Nobody exclusively owns DVD. But now Sony owns Blu-ray. That's why we had the competitor HD DVD, which lost. But it was the first time in my life being aware of that that a format war was going on, which which was basically just one big freaking contest. Number three, the name. Hmm, maybe it's just me, but Blu-ray, it's kind of a dumb name. It's not the worst name, I don't know. It's weak. I just can't believe we're stuck on it. Bl- bl- that I mean, look at it. It's not even blue. What's next, Red Ray, Purple Ray? And plus, it's a, it's still a DVD. It's a it's a digital video versatile disc. Except it's in high definition. Man, I wish we could just stick to H. I wish HDVD one. So we except it's a high def DVD. Yeah, I wish HD DVD won, so we can call it what it is. Number two, bookmarkings. Sitting down and watching an entire movie from start to finish without having a stop is a luxury when you have the when you got the time. It's great, but when you can't, you just gotta stop and come back to it later on DVD. I rarely have a problem, but I'd stop the movie, shut the PS4 down, and the next, I'd start it up again, and the movie would continue right where it left off, right? But on Blu-ray, on this newer technology, it doesn't work. Sometimes it does, but most of the time it doesn't. So, I have to start the freaking thing from the beginning, commercials, trailers, and all that jazz, and go hunting. And That's a new feature called bookmarking. This feature varies depending on what movie it is, what studio released it. So you have these obnoxiously colored buttons that in theory you're supposed to press during the movie to leave a bookmark. So you got to remember it, first of all. But most of the time I press them, nothing happens. I try every color, nothing. It doesn't do a thing. Other times it does work, I'm able to leave a bookmark. But when I come back to the movie, I have no idea how to retrieve the bookmarks. Is there some secret bookmark menu I should know about? Very rarely I have actually been able to set a bookmark, find it, and resume the movie like normal. I mean, why can't I have to do that? Why can't it just work like DVDs? And when it comes to technical things like this, it varies from disc to disc, and I'm not the most technologically up-to-date person, which you can tell, so there's a chance I'm doing something wrong, but... This is my experience with it. It shouldn't be confusing and frustrating. And with something that is so similar to DVD, why can't it function more like a DVD? Number one, commercials and trailers. Wow. This is nothing new. Every video format has had commercials and trailers at the beginning. But with Blu-ray, it's gotten out of control. I thought it was bad on DVD because I'm VHS, so you can always fast forward through it. But now with Blu-ray... It's gotten insane. I've seen Blu-rays with more than 20 minutes of crap. You can't skip it with, oh, there's the FBI warning, of course. Come on. All I want is the movie to start. Push the disc in, push play, and go. That's a big win for streaming because on streaming, you click on it, and it just starts. That's it. So, to me, Blu-ray is worse, much worse than DVD, but, hey, it's 1080p, so I'd rather watch I obviously prefer to watch the movie in high definition as opposed to standard def, but to take one step forward, why do we always have to take so many steps back? I'm not even going to bother with 4K Ultra HD Blu-rays, at least not yet. I need to hear some good things about it first. If you think there's a good reason, let me know. But I'm more about streaming right now. Streaming is so convenient sometimes. I'll even rent a movie down on Amazon. That, uh, that's a lot. That I already own on DVD and Blu-ray just so I don't have to go find it and put it in and wait through all the commercials, FBI warrants, and trailers. $3 to rent it instead. Sure. That's worth it. It's not to say streaming is perfect. It has a long way to go. I don't want to get too much. But the certain things that could be better, first of all, browsing through Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney Plus. For one movie or program, like it could be searchable in, in an easier way, like depending on the device, I'd like to see better integration. So you can search all across all your different streaming services for that one movie or whatever it is. Uh, things are changing, things right are changing rapidly, what but what I hope to see soon is a better way to bring your all channels your channels together, TV. Like, like TV. Also I wanna see more stuff being added to my ultimate goal. My dream wish would be to have access to every movie ever made, but it seems they more often they keep taking movies and programs off of streaming services. And if that's going to happen, at least like to know what the title is expiring. It seems like the courtesy to say, Hey, this title is leaving on this date. It they sometimes do. I think that helps to get more people to watch it though. If I knew something I was leaving, I'd make it a priority to watch that. Another big reason why physical media can't be obsolete yet is because of all the bonus content that exists on DVDs. My hopes would be that more streaming services include that type of bonus content to go along with their movies. Also, when it comes to, also, it comes to buying movies digitally, I'm still unsure when the best option is. I bought a bunch of movies on, on and there's no way to organize them. And you can always see a few of them on the screen at a time because they're in this one horizontal line that you have to keep scrolling through. It sucks. When I put something on, put something on for myself, I'm going, I'm, okay, where's the Lego movie? Okay, Wreck-It Ralph, Secret Lego Pets, Leprechaun Returns. Ralph, Secret Lego Pets, Leprechaun, Leprechaun, Leprechaun Returns. They can't even separate them by John. Until there's a better way to organize titles you own, I'm not too thrilled, and if there is a way please let me know by sending me a message. I also have have yet to know any way of migrating my physical collection to the digital collection. I know there exist different ways, but I'm not sure which is the best and something that I'd actually have time to do. I remember when iTunes came out and imported all of my old CDs. That was a huge project project. and that was just audio. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine doing that now with video I know there's some services like Voodoo that allow you to to scan 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 the barcodes of your DVDs and pay five dollars or or something to unlock a digital version, but But That's got to be a limited library library. and how expensive could that be for a collection like mine? I don't even want to to think about that. So So, streaming is not perfect But I think it's better better than physical media. Blu-rays, you could just forget about those Unless you want to buy the Angry Nerds Blu-rays. All right. All right. So let's get to it. I want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. I want to wait half an hour for my order to be taken. I want to get drinks, and only drinks as I wait desperately for my food. I want poor customer service on my server to be emotionless, displaying his anger over his life choices. I want him to mess up my order to an unbelievable degree. I want to see the same football game on every screen, whether it be in front of me. Or behind me, I don't want to be able to tell what's going happening on the screen. I want it to be merely a suggestion for sports. I want to play Texas Hold'em on one of those screens and be people who actually know how to play. I want to admire the party room from the distance intrigued by the speed at which they get service. I want to go with the locals that refuse to call anything but B-dubs. I want to be braided when I order boneless wings. I want hours to pass before I get my food, and when I get it, I want it to be room temperature. And I want the wing sauce to be mostly water with a slightly chunky texture. And I want wings that consist of mostly cartilage and bone, with as little meat as possible. And I want to get fries with the wings are mediocre and to an unbelievable degree. And I want the fries to be essentially raw potato that is merely cutting vaguely into a fourth. The chef must have had a criminal's record for serving prison food. I'd say that he's finding everything all right to the waiter when he asks, and even though everything is anything but all right. I want it to all be too expensive and for my wallet to cry. I will have filed for bankruptcy merely to have an overall enjoyable and borderline tier including experience. I want to regret ever going there and come back a week later. I want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I want to love it every time. Hey guys, so, you may not believe this, but Buffalo Wild Wings added four new wing sauces, and so we're going to review most of them. First of all, is, is pizza wings. Man, what is this? This is like their, I don't know what is, I don't know what they actually meant, intended to do by this, I don't really understand. It's basically garlic parmesan, dusted with tomato powder and basil without all the carbs. So basically, you just took garlic parmesan, put a tomato powder and basil in it. That's... That's a colossal waste of money. A colossal waste of money. How would you do this? I, I highly doubt it would taste like actual pizza. Who does this crap? I don't know. My parents... My parents like their wings. Maybe they ought to try it sometime. I mean, maybe this is... Something kids can actually have without having to burn their mouths off. I mean, garlic parmesan, actually... I am a big fan of garlic parmesan myself, but I don't really know if it really will actually be not that spicy. Next is orange chicken. Oh my gosh. This is an Asian style of wings. And this is insane. According to ChewBoom.com, it's literally like... Oh has a sweet orange citru- citru- citrusy favor- flavor with that has a hint of cayenne pepper and soy. And and guess what? As a bonus, every time you order this, you get a freaking fortune cookie. Yeah. A fortune cookie. Because they have to be so traditional to the Asian culture that they put in a fortune cookie in there. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Just because it's Asian doesn't mean you need to have fortune cookies. I mean, seriously. What is the deal with that? Number three, lemon, the new lemon pepper. So the new lemon pepper is a wetter version. It's like liquidy, not like water. It's just like, you know, like spreadable or something. I don't know. The original lemon pepper didn't actually have that. So according to chewpoom.com, it's the wet version of the classic dry with that blends lemon, black pepper, and butter. Yeah, I did not know they had butter in it. And number four, oh my gosh. I'm flinching, just thinking, my stomach's not feeling well, just thinking about it, Carolina Reaper Blazin', so they just replaced the original Blazin', and they featured the world's hottest pepper, who's going to eat that, who, just tell me is, who in the world is going to eat that, Carolina Reaper Blazin', I mean, it has hot sauce, vinegar, red bell pepper, pepper, and onion, and Carolina Reaper i swear if you actually get this i swear you're gonna kill you i I mean i know that wasn't rude that that wasn't nice of me to say but I, i i i i don't understand how you would actually eat that if you actually did eat it good for you but i don't really know how that's possible so that's it so please if you if you are a big fan of buffalo wild wings i suggest you try them i haven't tried them yet but they sound good the pizza one sounds good and the lemon pepper one, too. But, in the orange chicken. Every single new chick wing, except for the Carolina Reaper, sounds good. My stomach's just, my stomach's just, like, juggling out just thinking about it. Anyway, here, we'll be right back. Hang on. Alright, so, now, we're back, and today... We are going to go over the 30 strangest food, fast food offerings ever. And we better be quick about it because my tablet's going to die and I don't have that much time. And that's what I'm recording on. So let's get started. Number one, Pizza Hut's Doritos Crunchy Crust Pizza. So this is literally just crust on pizza. I highly doubt they would actually do that. That's unsmart though. Number two, Buffalo Latte. What in the world? did you do to your beloved sauces what in the world did you do good thing it says it's exclusively in buffalo new york and good thing too number three dunkin donuts china's dry pork and seaweed donut you put wheat meat in
1: there
0: <clears throat> i'm sorry you guys i'm just gonna be sick number four mcdonald's china's bacon macaroni and cheese toasty. bacon macaroni and cheese actually that doesn't sound too bad putting bacon in your mac and cheese but as toast you gotta be kidding me number five McDonald's in Greece has the Greek mac so they actually have gyros but instead of actually putting lamb in there they put actual beef in there oh, we gotta take our dad he's a big fan of gyros number six Pizza Hut Hong Kong's F- flying fish roast salmon cream cheese pizza now yeah, that's a long one number seven KFC India's paneer zinger which Which paneer is a cheese and it's so like a paneer. I don't know, but this looks really good actually I would eat it number eight McDonald's India has the McCurry pan So they have curry there number nine McDonald's Indonesia sells rice porridge you guys sell porridge there Man what has McDonald's been keeping away from us? Number 10, Pizza Hut Indonesia's Barbecue Frankfurter Pizza Why is this an Indonesian thing? Why can't you just sell it in our country? That is weird Number 11, The Donut Burger from Burger King Israel So this isn't a real burger, this is just a donut Number 12, The Spinach and Parmesan Nuggets in McDonald's, Italy That actually makes total sense Number 13, The Berry Burger you wait. What? If I swear, this is a, this has actual berry s- sauce made of berries in it. No thanks. Number fourteen. Burger King Japan's Black Burger. What is going on here? Burger King is just ruining things. This looks like it, it got expired and lost all its color. Number fifteen. KFC Japan's deep-fried salmon. Actually, wait. That doesn't make any sense. You are putting your deep-fried salmon, and you know you had to sell chicken. Number 16, McDonald's Japan's Caramel Popcorn Frappe. I actually never heard of this frappe. Does McDonald's actually sell frappes? Number 17, McDonald's Japan's cheesy Potato Bites, which is actually like potatoes with cheese in it. I like that idea. But please sell that in America. I swear I'll eat it. Number 18. Japan McDonald's has chocolate and hazelnut filled pie. Please, for the love of God. Number 19. McDonald's Japan's pumpkin spice french fries. So this has chocolate on it. Nice. Number 20. Netherlands McDonald's has the cake which is a fried patty with a gooey beef and cheese filling. So there's like beef and meat in it. Number 17, the Mitterarian Burger in New Zealand Burger King. That's a good idea. Number 22, KFC New Zealand sells actual chicken-flavored chocolate truffles. Yeah, so if you were expecting chocolate, you were actually going to get chicken. Number 23, the Philippines at Taco Bell sells Cheetos quesadillas, which I can only assume is a quesadilla with Cheetos in it. Number 24, the Frosty Coffee Jelly at the Philippines Wendy's. You know, I I like this idea. Number twenty-five, KFC Saudi Arabia sells cheeses, which is chicken that's supposed to look like pizza. I like that idea. Number twenty-six, the chocolate butternut squash donut from Dunkin' Donuts Singapore. So wait, you put butternut squash in your donuts? Number twenty-seven, the Bori Wars burger from Burger King South Africa. And this looks like a sub. This looks, this literally looks like a sub. How would Africans think of this thing as an actual thing? I don't understand that. Number twenty-eight, the Zinger Down Double King from KFC South Korea. So instead of buns, you put actual chicken in there. What is going on? KFC is officially the weirdest restaurant worldwide. Restaurant. Number twenty-nine, McDonald's South Korea has the Shrimp Beef Burger, which is a burger with shrimp and beef in. it. So if you live in S- South Korea, try some, unless you can't understand. Number 30, Taco Bell, South Korea, sells kimchi t- quesadillas. And if you don't know what kimchi is, it's fermented cabbage, which is a staple in Korea. So, yeah, we could, it's not very surprising that they did that. And that's it. And that's it. Well, so goodbye. I'll see you guys soon. We'll be right back- HANG ON! Alright, we're back and we're gonna go over the 10 weird items found on grocery stores and shelves. Like, these are actually real things. So prepare yourself. Greg's Hemp Salad Topping. Have a happy salad with this luckily made seasoning. Made of hemp seeds roasted in sea salt. Not for smoking. Found at Schnooks. Okay, this is I have the picture of it, and it literally looks it doesn't look that good at all. Seriously. I mean, it it's just something you don't see any day. Next, Woodstock. Farm veggie chips. Eat your veggie chips. Well actually I've saw those things before. I actually had one of those, so that's not really as weird as it gets. Energy food tapioca loaf. It's a sandwich, it's a dessert, it's tapioca loaf. So wait, yeah, I get it, you guys want to sell your tapioca just so you don't have to waste food, but that is
1: restricted.
0: Number... Wow Butter, is your school... is your... Is your kid's school a peanut free zone? Make your kid a WB&J, which sounds more tastier. What is the... what is a Wow Butter? It, that's and I don't understand this this is just a little out of my mind how much do, okay we got Mayenberg powdered goat milk so you actually so it's goat milk but it's powdery wow right number I mean this is it's this is not butter it's butter rippic. literally that is literally what it is it doesn't if it's not, bu- it's some, it's not butter, but it's butterific. I don't understand that. I don't understand. It doesn't even understand that point of view. Dickinson's lamb curd. If you don't know what curds are, I think they're like little, like actual like. I actually don't know what a curd is. Reese pickled watermelon rind. I think rind is actually pe- like orange peels. Number, red Eye Java, so you can actually have coffee that has an eyeball that looks like an eyeball, like an with an eyeball in it. Who puts eyeballs in there? And lastly, color changing Jello. I don't understand this. Who, who has the time to look at colored Jello? Seriously, this is what it looks like, and it's just the weirdest thing ever. And you can make it to add your own soda. And this is not butter, it's butterific. It's probably vegetable oil spread. And this hemp salad topper looks like ferrets, ferret vitamins, and rind. I don't know what rind is. And, uh, yeah, it's, and, and, and actually, wow butter is actually toasted soy spread. So if you like soy because you're from India, try it out. before we go, we are going to do the top ten, the top twenty-five best fast food. We're going to do, we're going to say the best fast food. So let's get started here. Did you believe, do you know? did you know that Ben and Jerry's is an actual restaurant? Because I'm so young. I like five and guys, but they're, five guys, but they're so, so unhealthy. It's probably the most I read that their sandwiches and fries are have the most calories in the whole restaurant industry. If anyone gets those, they're gonna be fat in 20 seconds. I mean, seriously, how would you actually feel if you actually got to eat those things? Jimmy John's is a pretty good place. They have the goodest- the best subs ever. Excluding Subway, because I like Subway better than, you know, Chipotle. I love Chipotle. Chipotle is like my dream. I mean, if you actually have, if there isn't a Chipotle in your town, then you have to get out of town to try these things, because they're the best. Panera Bread. They actually, their food's pretty good, but i never heard of it entirely since, like, the last time I went there it was, like, in 2010, like, 2013, I think, when we, when we, before we got married. Krispy Kreme. Oh, my goodness. I haven't had Krispy Kreme in so friggin' long. Who knows what it tastes like. Firehouse Subs, they taste fine. Yeah, I like Firehouse Subs. It's a pretty good place, I do like. Number two, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Raising Cane's is like an actual chicken place and it's got all the best things in the world. And Chick-fil-A, I like Chick-fil-A because it's a good restaurant. I've only, I've been to one in Cumberland, Maryland. Okay, so I have a bunch of, I am working on another, well, I'm working on a set of songs. It's not really an album. Since I don't have albums, I'm going to release it when I'm officially, by, by 2024, I'm going to start releasing albums in 2024, because that's when, I'm in a, that's when I turn 18, and I don't want to have that situation where I have to pay for everything. I don't want to have to spend my birthday money on album stream, by distributing it album because it'll be hopeless so i'm not gonna stop doing that i'm just gonna do something different and yeah it's all auto-tune and it's just called precipitation blues thanks to volso and a bunch of other producers for joining us in here so thank you for listening to acne commentary come by tomorrow or sometime at all to listen to more